Good day, everybody. This is day three of our 21-day word fast called The Shift. I want to welcome each and every person. If this is your first time, your first day, uh, we welcome you to this fast. All of our family on all of our channels, we welcome you. We say thank you for joining us. We've had people as far as Japan. We had people from South Africa, not people, not guests, family members. We had family members from South Africa, uh, from Japan, and all around uh, the U.S., and of course, home, which is Kenya. We have people from everywhere who are joining in this fast, and one of the main reasons is because you are sharing uh, the word about this fast. So I want to say thank you for everybody, even if you are engaging in this fast after the fast concludes and you're watching it on our YouTube or Facebook. I want to say thank you and I want to encourage everybody right now who is on their day three that I want you to remain motivated. I want you to remain focused. God has something for you and you just need to remain committed. I'm just glad to be here with you all. Um, I want you also to know that from the very moment it sounds like Daniel chapter 9 and 10, but the very moment that you signed up to this um, fast and you submitted a prayer, I have been reading them and I've been submitting them to the Lord. So please know that wasn't just out of formality. I'm praying over these prayer requests that you've sent to me that I am pleading the blood of Jesus over them. So I want you to know that it's absolutely sincere to me. The last thing, wherever you are in this fast, Whoever you are, my encouragement right now, if you're, if you're listening to this later, if you listen to this right now, if you're on right now, challenge yourself. Press in. Press further. Some of you might need to limit or eliminate television, especially in this season. Some of you might need to or probably already have eliminated social media beyond tuning in to this um, word fast. I don't know if it's friends, if it's family. Be mindful because you're trying to achieve something, not through works, but through faith. You're trying to sacrifice and you want to grow closer to Jesus through this word fast. Thank you for your testimonies, for the blessings and the miracles that have already been coming in. Thank you for those who have been sharing. There have been multiple people who have sent um testimonies in about random uh, checks through the mail that have just come. They haven't been expecting it. And we praise the Lord for what he is doing and even the revival that is taking place, the spiritual revival taking place in many of your lives. Let us know the testimonies. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Mark chapter 11. Let's jump right into it. Mark chapter 11. On the next day, Mark chapter 11, verses 12. Beginning at verse 12, on the next day, when they had left Bethany, Jesus and his disciples, Jesus became hungry. Somebody say hungry. Seeing at a distance a fig tree, my Bible says that was in leaf. Jesus decided to go to this fig tree, hoping that he would find something or some food or some fruit on it. But when he came to this fig tree, he discovered that this fig tree did not have any fruit. It only had leaves. Somebody say disappointed. 
Somebody say unmet expectations. How do you respond when you experience disappointment? How do you respond when expectations have not been met? It said, but the Bible says something powerful. We're going to come back to it. He discovered that the tree had not bore any fruit, any figs, but it also says, for it was not the season for figs to be developing on the tree. Then Jesus in verse 14, he said to it, may no one ever eat from you again. And then the Bible says, and the disciples were listening. It's so much preaching in this passage and I can only stay focused on one thing that the Lord wants me to share with you, but it's so much teaching. Go back and listen to this and, and read it and read it and watch this text, watch this uh, video, but read the text for yourself. It's so much there. Verse 21, being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, or well, well, hello, verse 19, I'm sorry. That evening, Jesus and his disciples left the city, the Bible says, as they were passing by that same place from the previous day, the Bible says they were passing by in the morning. They saw the fig tree had withered from the roots up. Being reminded, Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, the fig tree which you had cursed on yesterday, it has withered. And Jesus responded by saying to them, have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever will even look at this mountain and say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea. And that person, if that person does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen, then that mountain will follow the instructions. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they will be granted to you. And all of God's people. Here's the thing. Jesus is hungry. And as a result of him being hungry, according to the Bible, he looks in a place where he expects to find sustenance. And when he is disappointed, when his expectations are not met, he speaks to the tree and then he curses the tree. The next day arrives, the disciples were passing by this same location because they had experienced what happened. They were listening and they were watching and they noticed that the tree did exactly what Jesus told it to do. I don't think y'all are paying attention. The tree did exactly what Jesus told it to do the previous day. What Jesus spoke is what the disciples began to see. Somebody say, you see what you say. We're talking today about you see what you say the disciples the next day, they notice that they began to see what Jesus spoke. And this was powerful. This was a powerful image and experience for them. Jesus 
Can you, the, 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 the tree that you spoke to and you cursed yesterday, it actually did what you told it to do. Jesus, wow, it was, it had withered from the roots up. It is dead. Jesus cursed the tree and the tree died. But here's the tension that many of you don't know. Or the text does say it. The season had not arrived for the tree, the fig tree to bear figs. And yet Jesus curses the tree anyway. You, you have to have tension. The season had not arrived for the fig tree to bear figs. But when Jesus ar arrives to the fig tree, it doesn't have figs. He curses the tree. You, somebody has to say it doesn't make sense. What is going on? Why would Jesus curse the tree when the tree is actually doing what it was created to do? You're cursing something when that something or that someone is doing what they were designed and destined to do. You are cursing the relationship. You're cursing the job. You're cursing something in your life when that something is doing what it's supposed to be doing. But Jesus is hungry, the Bible says. I want to beg to differ that Jesus wasn't hungry because Jesus is the same person in John chapter 4, 34 that says, my food is to do the will of the Lord and to seek to it that it comes to pass when they were trying to feed him. I just believe that Jesus could, just like he took the, the, the bread and the fish and multiplied it, he could have looked at the tree and told the tree to bear fruit and it would have bore fruit. So what is really happening in the text for Jesus to arrive to this fig tree? It's not bearing figs in the season where it should not be and he curses it anyway. What I want to posit to you today is that Jesus was trying to teach his disciples or he was taking his disciples to school and he was trying to teach them the power of the daily habit or your daily habit of using your words with precision. I don't believe Jesus was really hungry. I don't believe that Jesus was angry. I believe that Jesus did what he did because he was trying to educate and teach his disciples how to use your words with precision. He speaks to this fig. He's hungry, but let's just say he's, let's just say, for, for text sake, that he is hungry. He's hungry and he now looks at the tree. He's upset and then, or he's disappointed and he tells the tree, you need to die, but nobody else will eat from you. And the tree follows his instructions. Get this. The three simple things that I see Jesus teaching the disciples that God is revealing to us on day three of this word fast and the first week of silencing word cursings. What Jesus is teaching us and what God is revealing to us and reminding to many of us, your words, number one, your words will always follow your leadership. Your words will always follow your leadership. The disciples were passing by the same location. They noticed that the tree had, had did exactly what Jesus told it to do. And Jesus told them, hey, he verified to them after they made the statement, after Peter made the statement, Jesus verified exactly what they had said. He said, if you believe what you say, 
If you believe the words that come out of your mouth, you can speak to the mountain and the mountain will do exactly what you tell it to do. Do I believe that he was specifically speaking to them about the mountain? Yes, but I also think he was using the mountain also as an analogy to say anything you speak to will have to follow your instructions. But he also says something else. If you believe what comes out of your mouth, if you believe the words that come out of your mouth, then whatever comes out of your mouth, it shall, it will be granted. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. In other words, if you believe the words that come out of your mouth, then the words will follow your leadership. How are you leading your mouth? Because you are the commander in chief of your tongue. If, if your words follow the leadership, follow your leadership, then how have you been leading your mouth? Because you are the commander in chief of your tongue. I got to get ready to go, but but I need to I need to help you. Because if you're not careful. This is what the text teaches us. He's hungry, right? He's hungry. I want food. I want food. But he's really trying to teach the disciples something. I want food. I'm hungry. And you know what? I'm going to use my words to kill something that I should be blessing. But he's hungry. And so now he's filled with disappointment. He's filled with unmet expectations. And so now he's he, he wants something right now. But because he can't get it right now, he's using his words as a weapon. And so what he's also trying to teach us also under that same point, if you're not careful, your emotions will hijack your mouth and cause you to kill something with your words that you should be cultivating with your hands. If you're not careful, your emotions will cause you to kill something with your words that you should be cultivating with your hands. That fig tree did not deserve to die, and yet it died because Jesus was trying to teach them, if you don't manage your emotions or if you do not submit your emotions on the throne room of grace, if you do not submit your emotions to the Holy Spirit, it will overcome you and it will lead you instead of you leading it. All right, all right, all right. Impatience, frustration, anger, rage, fear, guilt, shame, pride. Your emotions can hijack your mouth. But there's, a, there's another thing that I want to teach you. And this is important. You don't miss this. Jesus also wanted to teach us a powerful lesson. Yes, about our words. Yes, about our emotions. Yes, he's teaching us these things. But he also wanted to remind us that your fig tree could be your ministry in disguise. Your fig tree. It could be your ministry in disguise. What are you saying that my fig tree could be my ministry in disguise? When you look at the fig tree, the fig tree represents a difficult situation. It represents inconvenience. It represents disappointment. It represents unmet expectations. This is what the fig tree in the text represents. 
And so what I believe the Lord is trying to teach us is that God will assign you, and he's trying to teach the disciples this, that God will assign you to a fig tree that does not have fruit because he is trying to develop the areas of your life that are underdeveloped. Don't let me lose you. There are some difficult people, difficult situations in your life, difficult seasons, but many times God will assign you a fig tree. It does not have fruit. But what God oftentimes is doing, he assigns us to a fig tree, a difficult situation, a difficult person, difficult time. He will assign us a fig tree because he is trying to develop the areas in our lives that are underdeveloped. Jesus was trying to teach the disciples because there was areas of their lives that was underdeveloped. And so he used the fig tree as an example. Your job is supervising your coworkers, your children, your parents, your friends, your relationships. We can go on. We can keep going. We can keep going. Each of us have a fig tree that God has assigned us to. That we're so busy cursing when we should be blessing or we should be developing the areas in our lives that are underdeveloped. This is why he talks about the mountain, but this is why he also tells us that we can curse things and it will die. Sometimes God will allow you. This is powerful. He will allow you to come in contact with the fig tree. Not to display a deficiency in the fig tree, but to reveal a deficiency in within us. Let me say it again. Let me say it better. Sometimes God will allow you to come in contact with a fig tree, not to display the deficiency or a deficiency in the fig tree, but many times to reveal a deficiency that is within us. Many times God will assign us a difficult person, a difficult season, a difficult time. He will, he will assign us a fig tree, not because he wants us to curse the fig tree, but many times God will assign us a fig tree not to display what's wrong with him or what's wrong with her or what's wrong with this church or what's wrong with my job or what's wrong with my supervisor or what's wrong with everybody else. But many times he will assign you a fig tree so that he can display a deficiency that is within you because he wants you to work on the underdeveloped areas in your life because that's how much he he loves you impatience emotional immaturity selfishness pride laziness god will assign us a fig tree because a fig tree will pull out from us all the things laying dormant within us. This is also why, like in Luke chapter 9, the disciples went into a city. They found some people who would not greet them. And as a result, they went to Jesus and said, can we just rain fire down from heaven and just kill these people? Man, child, child, boy and girl. That is not how you function with your power. Emotional immaturity. Many times God will assign you a difficult person, a difficult time. 
a difficult place and you need to be asking God, God, what is it in me that is underdeveloped? What is it in me that you would like to expose? Because God, I want to achieve and be and walk in holiness and I want to submit to your Holy Spirit and I want you to teach me. Okay, okay. 19 minutes, 31 seconds. People, the last thing Jesus teaches us is that people are always listening and people are always watching how you handle disappointment and how you handle relationship breakdown, how you handle trouble on the job, how you handle unmet expectations. And believe it or not, those people often follow your lead. Because the Bible says that when he cursed the fig tree, the disciples were listening. They were watching. People are always watching how you handle the fig tree. And the question is, how have you been handling the fig trees that God has assigned you? And have you been cursing something in your life out of impatience only to later realize that that thing that you cursed, that job, that relationship, that marriage, that person was actually the thing that God designed to give you the greatest blessing or to provide to you or be to you your greatest blessing? What if... You cursed something out of impatience only to discover that very thing that you cursed is a thing that God designed to be a blessing. You see exactly what you say. Because God says, if you believe what you say, it will come to pass. If you believe what you say, then you will see what you say. May God keep you. May God be with you. Allow this day to challenge you. Go into prayer and spend some time undivided attention talking to the Lord. I love you and I will see you on tomorrow. Be at peace. Thank you so much. May God bless you.